In episode 60, I talk about how to create your best resume. You're listening to The Remote Work Retirement Show, the only show that helps semi-retirees figure out their remote work options. I believe the remote work is the new retirement plan and that many retirees have both the ability and desire to work how they want so they can live how they want. Let's dig into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by my new mini course that helps you get a modern day resume done in about one hour. Not only that, you will have not one, but multiple resumes done in a snap using artificial intelligence tools like ChatGPT. Click the link in the show notes to get all the details. Hello again, and buckle up for the third installment of the resume topics that I'm covering all month long. If you miss them, go back and start with episode 58, which is all about how I'm building my new mini course, all about resumes. In 59, I talk about job searching in the digital age, and today I'm digging deeper into creating your best resume. And then finally, next week, I'll finish off with how to do all of this using artificial intelligence like ChatGPT. Now, best, that word is by design. It's an acronym, and I've been using it for a really long time. And today, I'm going to walk you through each letter and then give you some practical ways to apply each letter to your resume. But before I do that, I want to tell you that in my one-hour resume mini course, I teach you about the four core ingredients on your resume. And I can't cover those in depth here because we only have so much time. So I do want to tell you what they are at a high level. So you can think about your resume in four core sections or ingredients. Number one is the identity section, and that's made up of things like your name, your title, and your skills. Also, it includes your summary. Next, we're going to have your work history section, and that kind of is self-explanatory. That's where you put all of your work history, where you worked, and your dates. Now, it could also include a gap in your resume that you could fill. Next would be the education section. And lastly, I call the spice section. And that's because this is a little part of your resume where you can inject some of your personality. You can include things like volunteer work, awards, recognition, maybe certifications, and possibly some personal interests that just add a little spice to your resume. Now, I cover that in more depth in the mini course, but today I really do want to focus on the acronym of BEST because you can find a lot of uh, information about resumes just about anywhere. I mean, if you Google, how do I make a resume or a modern day resume or a resume for remote work, you're going to find a lot of information out there, but you won't find BEST because BEST is my proprietary framework that you really can't find anywhere. So that's what I'm going to spend today talking about. So let's go through the acronym and then I'll give you some examples. So number one, BEST is B-E-S-T. B stands for bold, E stands for easy, S stands for strategic, and T stands for tailored. So let me break those down for you. Let's talk about bold 
Now, I'm not talking about bolding your text on your resume. I'm talking about using bold language. You want to use language that has impacts and results. You want to even brag a little bit on your resume, which I know some people feel really weird about. But if there's any place to brag in life, it's on your resume and in interviews and cover letters, etc. Next, we have E, which stands for easy. And this is all about using a simple format. Don't use one of those fancy, colorful formats that you can find on the internet. And there's a lot of places that you can find free as well as paid templates. And a lot of those are just not designed for uh, artificial intelligence or the bots. They might have weird little icons on them. They might encourage you to use photos or weird fonts. No, your resume should be easy to read. It should be simple. It should have fonts that are easy to read and not tiny little sizes like 10 point or nine point. You also want to have a balance of white space and not try to cram so much into your resume. And you definitely don't want anything more than two pages. So make your resume easy to read. Next is S strategic. This is all about using the right keywords on your resume. And this is really where the whole concept of a modern day resume comes in. Because back in the day before we had algorithms and bots, the keywords weren't quite as important. But today they are absolutely critical. You have to have the right keywords so that you can get through all those systems. You also have to be able to connect the dots for people on your resume. You need to be able to tell a story that people can really understand and see how your work experience and your history and really who you are as a person connects to the job. And finally, T is tailored. This is when you use a job description to make your resume aligned with each job you apply to. And I talked about this in the last episode on this podcast where you can look at a job description, you can almost reverse engineer it to understand the right phrases and the right things to say to then customize your resume or really tailor your resume to match that job. So that's what BEST stands for. Let me recap. Bold, easy, strategic, and tailored. Now I want to give you just a couple of examples of what do I mean by this? How would you look at your resume using the best model? Well, let's think about the top part of your resume. This is what I call the identity portion of your resume. So you have your name and in a lot of cases, you might want to add a title. For example, let's say you're interested in becoming a virtual assistant. But maybe you weren't always a virtual assistant. Maybe you were administrative or you did something similar. Well, there's nothing to say you can't just add the title of virtual assistant. Even if you've never worked remotely before, although by this point, almost everybody has, you can still call yourself that because you have the ability to do that. And that would be being bold. You're making a bold statement. You're also tailoring your resume to potentially match a job description that says they want a virtual assistant or a virtual executive assistant as an example. Now you might be strategic by using some of the keywords. For example, maybe in the job description, it talks about the ability to coordinate virtual meetings or even lead virtual meetings. Well, if you've done something similar, you can use that combination of keywords and phrases, maybe not the exact way, 
because you don't want to copy a job description and put it in your resume, but you can certainly say similar things like coordinated cross-site meetings or organized meetings in multiple locations. That's how you can be really strategic by using a combination of keywords and then connecting your resume to that job description. So that's a way you could use some or all of the parts of the best framework in your resume. Let's talk about the next section of your resume, which is the work experience section, really the meatiest part of your resume. This is where you put where you've worked and for how long, et cetera. So how could you apply the best framework here? Well, be bold. You really need to brag about yourself here. So as you are listing out the different jobs that you've done and the tasks that you've done, you want to add impact statements. You want to talk about saving money or saving time, or um, even better is if you can include a measurable. Did you save X amount of dollars? Did you produce X result? Did you have a customer satisfaction rate of whatever percentage? That's a way to be bold on your resume. Now, a way that you could be strategic on your resume is, let's say you want to work remotely. Well, then you want to place strategic keywords in those different jobs. Maybe you worked virtually. Maybe you worked cross-site using Zoom or Skype. And that's a way to be strategic in two ways. That's talking about not only working remotely, but also including the name of specific tools that might align with the job description. Maybe they've listed some of the tools in the job description. And you definitely want to tailor your work experience on the bullet points as well. So if you're reading a job description and it talks about they want specific experience, well, you want to be sure to include some of those examples in your work experience. Again, you're not trying to copy it from the job description, but you are trying to think about when have you demonstrated the thing that they are looking for? When have you produced the result that they're asking for? And if you have, then you want to be sure you include that at least in one, if not more of the bullet points in your resume. That is an example of tailoring your resume to match that job description. Let's talk briefly about the education section of your resume. This one's a little harder because it is so unique to each person. If you have formal education, and especially if it aligns with the job, you definitely want that on your resume. But also you have to think about how long ago was that education? And I can't exactly tell you how to answer this question in terms of how long ago was your education and should you put it on your resume or not, but this is definitely a place to be strategic. Should you include the year or shouldn't you? If you don't have formal education, should you include certifications? Could you get certifications and add them to that resume? Or have you taken some classes that maybe align with the job? So you do have to be strategic in this section, especially if you don't have direct education here. Now let's wrap it up with the last section, which I like to call the spice section of your resume, because once again, this is where you can add a little bit of flavor. This is where you could allow your personality to shine through, or you could draw on other life experiences to enhance the storyline to connect to the job. Now, if you have obvious experience to put here that aligns with the job, definitely do that. That would be tailoring the T in best. But maybe there's something of interest that could go here. Maybe it's volunteer work, or maybe it's a hobby that you have that connects. 
For example, I've done some really cool treks. I have trekked to Mount Everest Base Camp, and I have summited Mount Kilimanjaro. And there have been a couple of instances where I've included that on a resume. Why? Because it tells a story of the type of person that I am. It shows that I'm determined, committed, that I can do hard things. And sometimes you can say that without actually using those words. This is where you can get a little bit creative on your resume, you know, within reason. So that's another way that you can be strategic on your resume or be bold on your resume and brag a little bit, right? And that's how you can use the best model in different places on your resume. So one more time, the B stands for bold, and that's about being bold on your resume and really telling that story about impacts and results. E, make your resume easy to read, easy formats, easy fonts, and make it really simple. S is strategic. Where can you find those keywords and phrases? And finally, tailored, and that is tailoring each resume to the job. And I don't know if I've mentioned this yet, but you definitely need to have a resume that's different for each job that you apply to. For some people, that's new information, but there are easy ways to do that. And that's what I'm going to talk about in the next episode, where we start getting into AI and chat GPT to speed up this whole process. All right. So join me next time. If you loved this episode, or even if you didn't love this episode, but you know you have got to get a resume done, then I encourage you to check the link in the show notes and check out my one-hour resume workshop. It is the most fun you'll ever have with resumes, and it's the fastest you'll ever get your resume done.